Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Walking the Unnamed Path. We are a podcast dedicated to expanding on the teachings and techniques given to us by the ancestors of men who love men, and laid out by our late brother and founder, Hyperion. We also discuss topics and ideas pertaining to queer pagan men and the greater queer community. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chase Powers, and joining me tonight is my fabulous co-conspirators and co-hosts, Michael Greywolf and Chris Ripple. If you haven't already, please do hit subscribe to stay up to date on your preferred platform so that you know whenever we put out a new episode. So, gentlemen, how are you doing? Aside from <laughs> the obvious Mercury retrograde shenanigans. <laughs> I think Michael's boiling, so Michael, you go first. <laughs> I, I'm, ha- I'm, you know, I'm having all sorts of issues with electronics today. <sighs> Breathe. I'm centered. Yeah, no, not going to work. Anyways. Um, no, life's fairly good at the moment. Well, you know, you, you did bring up the, the thing that Mercury just went into retrograde, and I have noticed a bunch of stuff just going very wrong lately. Not necessarily with me, but just like things that around me uh, <laughs> had, been, had had bit of a what would you call it a uh, so my so the my store got flooded with sewage oh yes. no oh my that, god that, that was like, <laughs> it, luckily it happened after i left the store so i didn't have to deal with it but you know my coworkers had to deal with it for you know a couple of days cuz i was off the next day anyways and gosh i'm trying to think what else Life's actually Girl, been what, a little uneventful the last couple of weeks. So, Girl, what did we tell you about Chipotle? <laughs> uh, no. no, 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 it was not me. <laughs> uh, we have new, my store has new neighbors, and we think they, they're still doing a little bit of construction here and there, and they were doing something on the roof. Like, we could hear them, like, banging around up there, and we think they flushed something down. Because right before that, I, it happened right before I left. There was like all these bubbles and stuff coming out of one of the drains in front of the store. Oh and boy. people were walking in were like, where did all the snow come from? Because that's what it looked like. It looked like snow. Oh, so, we know it yeah. was, so we know it was one of our neighbors. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh, wondering anyway. how much cat litter you guys had to use to clean that up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, they had to open like several bags of cat litter because it smelled horrible. <laughs> And act, the cat litter actually did help with the smell. There you so, go. <laughs> so that. But yeah, otherwise, not uh, much else yikes. going on with me. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Yeah. Uh, life is good. Actually, um, what what's happening right now? Oh, a friend of mine is uh, visiting. I haven't seen her. Uh, she's actually um, a drumming sister uh, of mine from back in the day. Uh, and I haven't seen her in like six, seven years. So... Yeah, it's been awesome to have her over and just kind of, you know, re-exploring New York with her. You know, when you have guests and you, you know, there's so much to do, uh, but you never know what to say, you know. But she's actually from New York, so she, you know, she had her things that she wanted to do. And she's not a, yeah, she's not a textbook tourist, so it's it was it was good. It was, it was like, you know, mostly just kind of revisiting old haunts of hers and things like that, you know. Obviously, any any pretend diet that I was on is out the door. <laughs> but yeah, we've been eating really well. 
Yeah, and actually, um, a little shout out to my my hula school. We had a uh, self love party <laughs> just uh, at, at after class. So we went to some uh, karaoke, did a little singing. You know, lost my voice that kind of a night. So yeah, all in all, good time. Yeah, I guess just generally speaking, that's it. And I've just been doing more reading. I've actually been reading uh, Matt Oren's uh, Psychic Witch, as as the two of you have been too. <laughs> Stay tuned for a future episode. <laughs> yeah, other than that, things have been great. How about you, Chase? How are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. I um, have gone uh, gone up on my dose of antidepressants, so that's exciting. Getting used to how that feels. Let's see see um also reading psychic witch um i also <laughs> picked up i also picked up uh, devin hunter's modern witch because you know i have all the others so why not so i'm sort of bouncing back and forth between those two um i actually picked up like a couple of copies of psychic witch um because i'm actually going to start going through that with one of my students because he's having problems with some really basic stuff and so far, it looks like it's going to be a very useful book for him to be able to kind of go through some of that, like, beginner training material kind of thing. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, so far so good anyway. Let's see. Had an extremely full weekend last week doing all of the important dog things. Last weekend was the last leg of the Northwest Pet and Handler Tour. So Whoa. we had, yeah, exactly. Uh, we had uh, Portland had their leg. Um, it's Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, BC, then Seattle, then Portland. So we had lots of people in town. I got to meet some people that I've only ever known online. Many exciting dog things happened. And then I came home and crashed because my body was like, you've had like eight hours of sleep in three days. So you're done. Sleepy time is now. Because, <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. Otherwise, you know... Doing magic and making shit happen and, you know, all the all the things I like to do. You better rest up because you're going to be busy in like two weeks, you know, two weekends. Am I? What's happening then? Oh, you know, Ken's in-person classes. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. And he's going to expect me to do all the things, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll be in town, Chase. Cracking that whip on you, honey. <laughs> They are his, girl, they are his classes. <laughs> I know. I should, I, you know I, what? I, you know, I should tell him I bought a bolt bus ticket and see what he does. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I forgot that that was your weekend. I bought a bolt bus ticket to go to Seattle. See you on Monday. <laughs> oh, oh, he will be so angry. Oh, he'll do that Scorpio thing where he where he's like, oh, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I've got it. <laughs> while secret while secretly plotting while secretly plotting my death. Mm. I'm so mad. I'm not going to be there. Uh, like I just I couldn't afford too too many trips this year already planned. And uh, I wasn't yeah, gonna be able to make it. yeah, I know the feeling. I'm 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 sort of tapped out on vacation time for six months myself because of my uh, parents coming up in May, so mm-hmm. uh, which will be lovely. But you know, also that's literally all of my vacation time for the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. So, well, 
you know, one of those trips that you know I happened to mention is uh, something that we're talking about today. Ooh, what a lovely segue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, was was trying to, today. I was trying to get, I was trying to, you know, help you with that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that, was that my cue to shut up and segue into our topic? Um, so, <laughs> well, so today we are going to be talking about Stone and Stang. Uh, I know. So Stone and Stang is our biannual every two years. Um, Wrong word. No, is it biennial? Oh, or is it biennial? Whatever, biennial. Biennial. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, biennial, every two years. Gathering that we have for men who love men, put on by the Brothers of the Unnamed Past. This year it is being held in Texas instead of California, and we will have uh, one of the delightful organizers and co-hosts of that event on to talk about stuff with us Ooh. Yay. as soon as yeah, as soon as michael makes that happen Ta-da. i think he made it happen yeah. <laughs> Huzzah. so tonight we have the lovely wonderful and awesome cliff on to talk with us about stone and stang and all the stuff and things cliffy you want to introduce yourself yeah uh hi uh, i'm cliffy Brother of, the, uh, brother of the Unnamed Past, artist, active, very active pagan in my community, trying to follow the will of the light God, who has a very long whip and keeps you moving. <laughs> you don't say. No, no, yeah, yeah. When you, uh, I'm, I'm at a stage in my work where I was told, you're not ready to teach, and sit down somewhere, we have to talk. So the process that I've been going through is over the last two years, almost three years, I'm starting my third year now, I have been heavy activity in my community in serving and doing because that's his will in the moment. So, And I'm almost done. So I'm getting real close to the point where I get to stop doing that and then get to focus on teaching. So I'm I'm pretty Uh excited about that. Stop. Uh (laughs) (sighs) Awesome. So we wanted to talk about, for people who are listening and for people who may be catching up uh, after we release this particular episode, with, you know, the all the details. You know, how did you, um, first off, I suppose, is the, the when and the where for Stone and Stang this year. So this year, Stone and Stang 2020 will be May 7th through 10th, and it's going to be at the Circle Day Ranch. Which is in North Texas. It's just a little bit south of Tyler. I was trying to figure out exactly where that was, but then I failed. <laughs> You're fine. Luckily, we have I, luckily we have Michael. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I I'm letting I'm wanting the other coordinators to, you know, do more speaking. So, I'm trying to keep my mouth shut as much as I can during the episode, but, but, but I, may I will need your backup. I will, I, you may have to back yes. me up here. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say if uh Cliff uh forgets a detail or something like that, I will pipe in on occasion because I do have the whole spreadsheets open at the moment in front of me. Well, well Cliffy, oh, no. if you run into trouble, we'll take Michael's muzzle off for you. No problem. Woohoo! Well, you only get three passes. So, <laughs> have any of the brothers on the call, uh, on the podcast done Stone and Sing? Uh, no, but I'm actually attending Chase. this year, so it's my first time. I'm excited. Looking yeah. forward to it. I, I think Chase is actually the only one of us who has actually attended. 
I think that is, in fact, correct. So um, I see it as, like, a really great way to bond and connect to the Brotherhood, as well as people outside the Brotherhood, those who chose to join you guys. How did it, how did it feel for you whenever you were able to get together like that, Chase, when you did it that, that year? Well, you know, I so I attended the first Stone and Sting, and it was really it was lovely. It was also a lot of freaking work. I was there as I was there essentially as security. So, um, like I was for for a good chunk of it, I was sort of working, um, as it were. But you know, it was really it was really great to be able to you know. Not just, well, actually, it was really lovely to see, you know, other brothers, you know, other initiates and spend some time with them that wasn't at a place like Pantheacon or, you know, at a bigger gathering where we're all sort of, you know, scattered and running around like headless chickens, but just sort of a place where we could all kind of, you know, focus on being together and doing stuff as a group and sort of, you know, sharing physical meat space with each other. Um, yeah. Instead of, you know, merely being, you know, voices over the phone or, you know, an icon on Facebook Messenger. And it was also really great to be able to share, you know, magical space and share workshops with each other and talk about the things that, like, we know and that we do with ourselves and with other people who were, you know, either interested in, you know, possibly joining our brotherhood or who just wanted to have time with other men who love men. That's so, what I'm looking forward to because I've never got to do that. I've never yeah. got to really have that outside of my initiation time. And that was moving. Like there's the little things that we did, which was like dinners and puppy pile. And I think those two things were very important to who we are. And it's really representative of who we are. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Cliffy, what is the theme for Stone and Stang this year? Dancing the Wheel. Ooh. And how did you guys arrive at that theme this year? What was the... Well, it was it was fun because there's four of us sitting there, and then we're like, okay, let's start discussing what we need to do. What was our theme? And then we sit there for a few minutes, and I hear crickets. <laughs> I can swear they were, they were going off for a while. And then I was like, okay, okay, okay. What was the last one? What did we do? What was what was the focus? And then I said, into let's the... go to the... Uh, what was it again? Into the cauldron? Yes, into the cauldron. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I think it was Sphinx or me, or I, I don't remember which one of us was, was piping up with the ideas, but it was definitely like led to Dancing the Wheel because we felt like she needed to, she needed some time. She's ready to connect like that. Mm. You know what I mean? So for our listeners, and, like, can you expand more on that? Like who are you referring to and what wheel are we speaking of? Uh-huh. I'm referring to the light goddess, and I'm referring to the light god as well, because I also feel like he's going to be part of what's going on, especially for me, since that's where my focus is. Uh, part of the process when we were figuring out the theme for this year was, okay, what time of the year are we holding? It's not the latter part of the year, and we feel like the last few part few of the stern things have been more like focused on that dark time of the year, you know, the underworld energy, the dark goddess, the dark god. And we're in the lighter part of the year when we're hosting it this year. So we were thinking, okay, light goddess, light god. And like Cliff was saying, our brother Sphinx, you know, he was typing these out, but he also was pulling runes. Yeah. And the runes were really what led us down this path because it took, it took a little bit. We had to keep pulling and playing with it for a bit until we got it right. 
But then it repeated itself, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I think we found what we're looking for. And I think it's important, honestly, as a brotherhood, because we start out in the underworld. The underworld is so important to our growth and our path. And since I went through that process of understanding my shadow self and working in the underworld, I had to take what I learned there and begin my journey in the upper world. And there was so much that's been learned in my exploration of that. And I look forward to being able to get with the brothers and share that with others, you know, like physically share that, not over the phone, not over a podcast, not over a call, but to have them across from me and share a meal and share those moments. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of the focus, a lot of our focus has been in years past, very like in these gatherings has been very somber or death focused. And while that is certainly an important aspect of what we do, it shouldn't be the only aspect of what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm actually I'm I'm really sad that I'm not going to be able to go this year because I'm actually really excited for something that's a little more, you know, joyous and celebratory, not just, you know, let's dig out all of the the deep, dark parts of our shadow selves and, you know, mm-hmm. spill those everywhere. Because sometimes it's nice to be able to, like, you know, celebrate things and to mm-hmm. know also that the celebration of those things is not just, is not a superficial or meaningless thing just because it's not, you know, digging your guts out. And, you know, there's a lot of work in our past, like you were saying earlier. You spend a lot of time just working and doing, and it's involved in that. But there should be also a lot of just connection and just being. And outside of the unnamed past, Chase, that's like one of the things that I've always been in my home. Like, you could come over to my house and just be and live and and be a part of the world, and it wasn't complicated and difficult. And I think that our brotherhood has that, and this is one of those times when we can really share that, Mm. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So um, did you guys have any particular reasons behind the location that you guys? I mean, besides just it being in Texas and being more, maybe more centrally located or. I just want to start with the name. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's just warms my cockles. But beyond that, I know that that I love the fact that we're supporting our community. We're going to somewhere within our community to share this community bonding. That's what I'm I'm most happy about. I like knowing that the money is going to go to them, you know, who have been working hard to make this kind of thing happen for many years. So I'll actually speak a little bit on uh, Circle J because technically I'm the only member of the committee who's been there. Uh, (laughs) Circle J, I got the... I suggested a Circle J Ranch when we were thinking of ideas, locations to host it here in Texas, because we actually started, Cliff, Finks, and I started talking about hosting Stone and Stang here last, actually like maybe a couple, a year, a year or so ago. It was around the time of actually your first in-person, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we, we were throwing around the idea of, oh, maybe we could have Stone and Stang in Texas. And Is that when we were all at Sphinx's house? That we, when we first started talking about it, it was at Sphinx's house. Uh, and then it was, this last, and it was this last time um, we were, you, Sphinx, and I were you know, at Sphinx's house. I can't remember for what. I think it's just visiting or something. I don't know. It was for something. But uh, 
we were talking about it again, and that Sphinx got a fire under him, and he just started typing stuff out, and he's like, "Okay, we're going to do this." <laughs> and, yep. You know, so yep. we didn't really we didn't really have like we kind of tossed around the idea of hosting it at Spirit Haven, which is a pagan sacred space here in Texas. It's a Spirit Haven Ranch. It's owned by the Council of Magical Art, and they host a Beltane and Samhain gathering. Uh, but one of yeah, the drawbacks, I'm super excited about it this year. One of the drawbacks for uh, Spirit Haven is there are no like there there are a few permanent structures, but there's like no cabins or anything. And you know, quite a few quite a few of our brothers prefer to sleep in a bed. So <laughs> we, we had we had to look around and see okay, what else do we have? And we just started listing every gay owned or you know pagan friendly campsite we could think of that also had beds and whatnot and since you know after deciding on checking out circle j ranch we have come across a couple others that could be possibilities for the future you never know but uh circle j ranch actually came into my uh purview because the local ferries here hosted local ferries in dallas hosted mm. this first gatherette it's not the first gathering that the dallas ferries have had but it was the first recent gatherette in a while and they kept raving about it and saying how wonderful the site was, how wonderful the owners were. You know, it's a, it's a gay couple. Uh, one of them does therapy with horses, like using horses for therapy purposes for people. Mm. And, you know, it's, you know, they kept talking about it and, you know, they had said that they have gatherings on the weekends for all sorts of gay events. They have a men's weekend. They have full moon weekends and whatnot. So I was like, okay, this could be something to check out. And I didn't really realize it was so far out of Dallas. I thought it was a little bit closer. It's about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Dallas. But in Texas, you have to drive an hour anywhere to get anything. I was going to say, girl, that's that's like from one one side of Houston halfway across. So, (laughs) Yeah, so suggested it. I went and checked it out, and I just loved it. I took video. We actually turned whatever video and photos I took into an actual like video for the event and actually it was Adam that did that and he posted it well I posted it on YouTube so I could post it on the website so it's there for people to go check out it's a very lovely site uh and yeah it was at a good price too so that was also a big draw for it it's awesome yeah I know that that's I know that that particular I know that particular um thing is often a barrier for a lot of people of the the price of going to place Especially if you're, I know for me, that was one of the things that stopped me from going to some of the other stone and stangs in California because they were hosted in places that that did not have like cabins. And for me coming, you know, from out of state to a place, I really need to have like a cabin because otherwise I have to try and ship or fly a bunch of camping equipment. And that's really expensive. Yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) Like... A cabin, a cabin might sound really expensive, but you know when you break it down versus have to either buy a bunch of camping equipment on site and leave it there, or ship stuff there and ship it back home. Cabin's mm-hmm. not really that much more expensive usually. Yeah, it, it, is, it is more expensive at all. Well, you know, I I am registered this year, and I am taking advantage of the cabin option um, for exactly the reason you mentioned, Chase. Because, I mean, even though I am from New York, you know, I do like camping. I like like being like outdoors. I don't need a mat or anything. <laughs> I'm fine. But yeah, it's a lot a lot of stuff to ship. And actually, to my recollection, the price difference between a cabin or just camping 
It wasn't that much of a jump. I think it was like maybe a, a difference was like twenty five dollars or something. So yeah, I mean there's still spots. So if you want to play house with me, please register very soon. <laughs> New Yorkers camp. Girl, I'm an Eagle Scout. I mean, I'm not a, so proud of the BSA, but, you know, I'm still an Eagle Scout. <laughs> Once an Eagle Scout, we got trees in New Eagle York. <laughs> What's that? Once an Eagle Scout, always an Eagle Scout. It's true. That's why I said I am an Eagle Scout. <laughs> but, you know. So, Cliff, as you might know, I, I am a, um, a child of the light goddess, and I'm being prompted to prompt you to speak more on the theme a little bit. I know we spoke about the process of finding it, but can you speak more to because some of our listeners are not brother initiates, they might have never even listened to other like Hyperion's podcasts. Can you tell us more about like what we mean about the wheel and how it applies to uh, your vision for this event? And maybe about, you know, the light goddess as well. Let me just say as, as like for me as a brother of the unnamed path, when I first came into the brotherhood, I had a different introduction the gods than some of the other brothers because we had changed the way we had done things but with the light goddess Mm -hmm. it was and i was i was playing games with myself to be honest and it wasn't until the dark goddess came into my journey that i had something real and so for the longest time when i did have connections to her and i did start getting deep with her it was beyond just this little dance that we had with each other i really got to understand what that wheel is and what it means i really got to have a better understanding of how you can see all the different possibilities through the wheel and allow that to direct you and guide you not just with your gut which is what the the dark deities tend to tell us to do but with that logical side of your brain and using it appropriately not over analyzing it but seeing the pattern because for me that's what she's teaching us with the wheel is the pattern and how to process it but to be honest like uh, She's not really my mother. My mother is the dark goddess. My father is the light god. Mm -hmm. And he has been very, like, I'm grateful to have a real relationship with her now in the process of where I'm at in my journey. Because before I didn't have, like, a real communicative, bonded relationship. It took me a while. But with the light god being my father, I think it was his direction that helped me better understand her. If that makes Mm. sense. No, it does, yeah. Through his eyes. It's interesting. And he uses a, <laughs> he uses a lot of damn words. There's a lot of damn words for me <laughs> associated with the damn like God. And I mean, it's a lot of words. But once you get through it, <laughs> you tend to have a better understanding of what those words can produce. And mm-hmm. and it was my connection to her is what he helped me do. Ah, that's beautiful. Thank you. To to finish my thought, I should have finished it properly. Um, dancing the wheel for us is going to be all about that. Like there's a lot of different things that we're discussing when it comes to the classes and when we were discussing the workshops and the things that we want to do. And I feel like we're going to really be able to dig into all those facets with this event. And I'm looking forward to it because I really need to share and connect to others who are doing the same work. I need the reflections. That sounds juicy. Sounds very, <laughs> very, yeah, very juicy. <laughs> I'm also seeing lots of outfits in my future, you know? <laughs> mm. Plan those costume changes. I know changes. I'm going to have all my pagan garb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be, you could just be like Billy and just have a sarong for every occasion. <laughs> if you're lucky. Mm. It is a clothing optional place. Like, you know how Billy is. He'll just put on his tail and boots and he's done. I'm <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I will, that? That, that will forever... That will forever be one of my fondest memories of him. 
So, <laughs> so while this is while this is slightly off topic for especially for you, Chris, since you've probably never heard this story. Once upon a time, probably about God, almost twenty years now. God, it's been that long, hadn't it? Jesus. Anyway, yeah. I was just beginning to be friends with Billy and Cliff. Billy. I didn't really. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's true. I was just beginning. <laughs> I was just beginning to be friends with Billy. I didn't really know Cliff that well. We didn't get along at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hard to imagine, right? Me not getting along with somebody. <laughs> so I was. It's true. So they invited me to go to a CMA event, a, the Council of Magical Arts, to I think Beltane. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I've never been to pagan camping before. And this this pagan camping site is literally like 30 minutes away from where my parents live, which is a little nerve-wracking, but okay. Like, I kind of know where that's at. It's close enough to civilization that I could, you know, escape if I need to. Sure, why not? So I load all my shit up in my little car, and I drive myself all the way from Houston out to this, this campsite. And I get out of the, I get out of my car in front of where the campsite is to start unloading my stuff so that I could then go park my car. And out of the little circle of tents that is Rainbow Camp, the LGBT campsite, comes Billy, butt ass naked, except for a little rope belt with a tail tied around the back of it, a pair of boots, and a bandana on his head. Because he might burn. Because he doesn't want to get a sunburn, he doesn't want to get a sunburn on top of his head. And so he comes, he comes sashaying out of the stand of tents towards me, greeting me. And I don't think at that point I had ever actually seen Billy naked. And so I was just sort of standing there with like a duffel bag and my tent bag, going, "What have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> And then the whole rest of the weekend was, you know, absolutely amazing and fun. And, uh, you know, now that Cliffy and I get along, finally, you know, they are, Billy and Cliff are some of my favoritest people in this world who I wish would come to Portland. Um, oh, I mean, it, it, seriously, because when you find real family, like a real brother, and you realize it, you know, after a year of being a friend, like, it's so much more powerful, more relatable. I, I don't know the right words in your face, but... I think having you as a brother is the reason why I came into the unnamed path. And having mm-hmm. that reflection is what I've been trying to generate with the other brothers. And it's worked. Like, we were real brothers before I ever walked the path. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we were able to figure that out, you know? Me too. Girl, I'm telling you what, me and Cliffy did not used to get along, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we were not fond of one another. I thought Cliffy was a dick. Cliffy thought I was a dick. We were both dicks. Everybody was a dick. I think. I think that. I think. Aside from. Aside from the studying of the unnamed path, I think one of the biggest turnarounds was Billy yelling at both of us about, "I don't care, y'all can. I don't care, y'all can just get along or leave me alone." <laughs> we were threatened. That's true. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I don't care. That, you're being children. Get along. That energy, that connection, is what I have found with Michael. It's what I've found mm-hmm. with Saints. It's what I've found with every brother that I've actually gotten to spend time with. Ken, all of them. Yep. Donald. Um, but I haven't gotten nearly the amount of time that many of our other brothers uh, have had because of Stone and Sting, and that's why I'm so excited about doing it mm-hmm. here in Houston. 
Because mm. not only do I get to serve as a child of the white God, but I get to do it with brothers and those who wish to partake of that energy. Here, here. You know, uh, Cliff, hearing you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hadn't really thought of it as that so far because, you know, we will be basically like doing acts of service for our brothers who are going to be coming to Stone and Stang. And that is very much in line with, you know, some light God energy because he's, he does want us to be for the community. Right. But the difference is, is that it's involving the light God heavily. So Mm -hmm. it's not just about that service. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's beyond just service because he's about service. For mm-hmm. her, it's going to be more about the connection and the bonding and the energy sharing because that's what she's craving. Mm. She's like, put me on a pedestal, bitches. I need a moment. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I, mean, I was excited before, but now I'm like really excited. <laughs> I do want to bring up one other thing that happened with us as a group when we were discussing this and putting all the work into Stone and Stang, if that's okay, guys. Yeah, of course. We got a really fabulous message from somebody outside the standard norms of men who love men. I don't know if that's the correct way of putting it. Um, uh, but it, it's uh, someone uh, who yeah. are, who's outside, like, gender norms, right? And I'm super grateful that that person sent us a message and asked us about it and talked to us about it because it was a great reminder of where we stand when it comes to those things. Because I know it says men who love men, but I really need to make sure that it's clearly understood. It's all men and every man, whatever that is. Mm. So a little, little bit more detail on what Cliff is talking about. I'm the current moderator for the Unnamed Path email account. And, you know, we... We say, you know, if you have any questions about Sorenstein, please email us and whatnot. And I got an email up from an individual who had a question about whether or not Sorenstein would be open to non-binary individuals who uh, lean a little bit towards the masculine or trans-masculine individuals or even uh, trans men. Was, yes, of course, of course. But, you know, I shared it with the other uh, coordinators and worked on a response that was uh, everyone agreed on. But, you know, talking about that right now, let me actually pull up that email because it's actually a really good, good response. <laughs> it, it, it really was because I, I, I can't stress enough how much me personally, as an individual walking the path of this brotherhood that I have been inducted into, how much I want to hear from those other folks, how much those other people who, who, are, who are seeing all of this from their perspective. I want to connect to that. I want to understand it better because their understanding of it will lead to a better understanding of it for me. So I'm mm. super so, excited if that's one of the things that can happen, you know, because, I'm, yes. So my response to the email was, our gathering is indeed open to our non-binary siblings and our trans brothers. The brothers of the unnamed path do not tolerate discrimination and openly seek to expand our understanding of the experiences of the variety of individuals who fall under the spectrum of maleness or masculine and those who walk between. Our tradition has a handful of brother initiates who are indeed who identify as non-binary or other variations of that. And you know, I, of course, said uh, usually our we will usually do rituals and workshops that talk about our experiences as queer men, but we would welcome the contributions of non-binary folks to the discussion 
on how you know their experiences you know walking that path. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes. Mm. Well done. There's um there's many colors that we see as brothers, as men who love men. But there's only so many colors we can perceive because it's going to take those other folks to fill in those gaps. And the more we have that, the more I get more in tune with my path. So I'm looking forward to it. If 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 we do happen to have some visitors and people who come out and join us, I'm super excited to meet you and hug you. <laughs> awesome. He gives good hugs, by the way, y'all. Seriously. Oh. Take 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 advantage of it. Long arms. <laughs> Long arms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's kind of a giant, so. Frodo likes long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So, have you guys have you guys done much in the way of figuring out programming yet? As as an aside or as a continuance of that I suppose. I had that paper in front of me and then I set it down. Michael, I'm gonna need your backup on this. I do know that yes. when it comes to programming, one of the things that I'm personally pushing for and I'm making sure that the brothers stick to it is our pattern as a brotherhood. So our patterns are tree breeding, you know, our patterns are doing the crossroads together. Our patterns are sharing meals and bonding at meals. Our patterns are puppy piles. Our patterns are creating and doing things together. So that's what I want to make sure gets thrown into all of this, as well as what we're discussing when it comes to the workshop. So our our dear brother, Adam, has been diligent and tirelessly working on the schedule of workshops and whatnot for the event, and he shared with us a uh, fairly, what's the word, semi-permanent document, yeah, semi-permanent outline of, you know, how everything's going to go, and... So some of the things we have on the list, I'm not going to all of them, but we are going to be doing uh, a circle a circle of healing, which is one of our, in the ending path, we do have our own, whole, it's kind of weird to call them holy days, but they are our celebratory, uh, anyone else have a better word? I'm drawing a blank. Act right. Ho- maybe right. Holy, holy, holy days is completely appropriate. Holy okay. Days. Yeah. Holy We're we do our, we have five of them and four are public. We do them as acts of service for the community. And one of them is the circle of healing. And we are gonna be doing that on site. Uh and at the moment Sphinx is the one that's gonna be leading that. Um but we are also to have uh Chris Allen who we've had on the show before a couple of times. He is going to be doing a oh my gosh, I had it right here. A star magic workshop. Ooh. Yes. And there are there's going to be a couple other things that we have worked in. I'm going to be doing a spirit contact circle one night. Cliff is going to be leading yeah. some very interesting discussions. And yeah, there's some discussions that we need to have as a brotherhood. I'm looking forward to leading for sure. Yes. <laughs> and of course, you know, there'll be, you know, this is going to, this goes over like, you know, you know, it's the 7th, the 8th, the 9th. And then on the 10th, we'll, you know, be closing up and, you know, everyone shipping out. But there'll still be plenty of time for us all to, you know, have fun and whatnot. Uh, the site has a pool. It has a pond. Plenty of space to go hiking. A fabulous um, fire pit. And, yeah, hopefully everyone will have plenty of time to, you know, just relax also. Ooh, that sounds delightful. <laughs> On the subject of workshops and rituals, I, I didn't see a place for folks to submit. Is it um, – are you taking submissions from attendees as well, or is, is it already yes. complete? Okay. No, it's – like I said, it's semi 
like what I just talked about was semi-complete. And okay. let me see. I'm looking. Um, registration. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I didn't notice oh. it when I registered, but I might have been rushing through it. You know, I feel like they don't tell me that we actually did. Grr. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the website and I'm kinda like, Oh, you know, suck me sideways. <laughs> Is there really not something there for people to submit? So, okay. I, I will I will say this right now. If you are interested if you are an attendee and you're interested in submitting a workshop proposal, please uh email the unnamed path at if I can pull up the freaking email account. Please email the unnamed path at gmail dot com with your subject being uh, submission proposal, and I will forward that on to Adam, who is the coordinator for the, the workshop. This goes for you, you know, Chris, because I know you're thinking hula or something. Um, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> well, what funny thing is, yeah, if we my student, yeah, I was gonna say the funny thing is, my student who I'm working with, um, Ken, with was like, I'd love to do a yoga class. Like, awesome. <laughs> Nice. You've got to get that adjusted so that if anybody has any ideas or things they want to do, uh, you know, and, and we're open to any, you know, email that you want to send us and give us some ideas if there's something you need or want. I'd love to have conversations about it. Awesome. Do you have a due date by that uh, um, when you need those by, Michael? ASAP? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, ASAP, you know, if you're someone who is already, like, registered, you know, we will definitely, like, talk to you about that. I actually, totally. when people register, I get their contact information. So I'll be talking with Adam about uh, working up a email to send out to everyone who is registered mm. to see if they have any last minute ideas or anything they would Something they like want to, to see. To the table. Awesome. Yes. So I got, so yeah, I already had your email address, Chris. So <laughs> yeah. Don't you just love coming to a podcast recording and leaving with homework? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you work with a Virgo, Michael. You know, you brought this on upon yourself. Hi, you got two of them. Half. This is how this works. Yeah, you now exactly. have homework forever in a day. Mm-hmm. It's true, and it never, ever, ever ends. Nor should it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's less of a complaint and more of a just statement of fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh my God, the dogs are going nuts. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I saw pictures of puppy and I'm so jealous. Yeah, he's an amazing little monster. <sighs> I miss Roxy on her toes. I'm telling you what, I was showing coworkers pictures of Roxy and Mouse the other day, and I was just like, oh, my heart. I miss those animals. Those it's crazy babies. how we bond to our little our little pet babies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How important they become. Mm-hmm. Especially. Yep. Okay. So let's see. Moving gaily forward. So I kind of wanted to talk about some of the. Um, I don't want to call it pros and cons because we've talked we've talked about like a lot of these things. And I don't want to talk about them talk about them necessarily as pros and cons, but maybe some reasons for attending for people that are sort of you know thinking about it and aren't necessarily settled. Um, I know we talked a little bit about you know some of them in just the course of conversation, but um, things like let us see, you know the 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 size of the event being a factor for attending. I know that you know 
having been to big events like you know CMA or like um, Pantheacon or other conventions, you know that larger size can sometimes be a little bit of a hindrance toward uh, you know the kind of act, the kind of connection that you know you guys are talking about really wanting to foster. Right. I don't. I don't know what your I don't know what your you know attendance or your your registration attendance so far looks like, but I mean I know in the first zone and staying we didn't have that many people there for it, um, and so that you know that kind of smaller size was really great for being able to have that kind of connection because you you didn't feel like you were constantly having to vie for people's attention. I think we have it set right now that we can handle a good 30, 40 brothers if they ended up showing up. You know what I mean? Like, we'll work this out. Mm. Um, I know that, did we set a limit? We actually did not set a limit. So what the well, limits that I we know do that we have, can 30 brothers. Yeah. But so the limits, we, the num like the words. So at the moment, there's 10 spots for the bunkhouse. And out of those 10 spots, there are five spots open. And the bunkhouse is comprised of full and queen size beds. Uh, and I have, you know, how many, at the moment, it's all queens that are open except for one. So, yeah, giggle, laugh, whatever. <laughs> but if we. I mean. Yeah. So, so there, are there's a couple of beds for that, Michael. I was curious about at that. The moment, how, yeah. At the moment, if it's an individual registering, they're getting a full bed. But I do have. We do have one couple who's registered, so they're getting a queen. Ah, uh, uh, I see. So yeah, I didn't know if I was going to be assigned if, a bedmate if I get a queen size bed. <laughs> I didn't know what kind of like you know what I should be expecting. So I'm, just, I'm just coming with an open mind, you know. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the video or the pictures of the bunkhouse, it's an actual like think bunk bed, like mm-hmm. one bed over the other, and they're full and queen size beds. Mm. So, but we do have a little bit of leeway if we ended up getting more people who needed to be in the bunkhouse or in an enclosed space that wasn't a tent. You know, we can always get an air mattress and put it in the bunkhouse because it's actually a pretty sizable space. Uh, and we also have the option, this is a very small uh, possibility of being able to use a trailer that is on the site that the owner only uses like once a year and he, he has permission to have others, you know, use it whenever he's not using it. So, yes, yeah, so the bunk spaces we got are a lot limited, up. but there is so much space for, like, camping. So I have been pimping this thing out to local pagans as a camping event. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, and if it's anything like camping, and if and, and you guys, you know, if it's anything like camping with Billy and Cliff normally is, like, you might be in a tent, but, like, it won't feel like you're in a tent. <laughs> No. Yeah, it'll be a little palace. <laughs> nice. But like the shower facilities are beautiful, and there is a Ooh, very nice on large site, on-site yeah. shower facilities. Oh, the see that makes any no amount of tent camping is is not able to be made up for with an on-site shower. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, there is there's a very large, kind of enclosed but not really enclosed outdoor shower. For you know, if you're really dirty and want to show, but oh my, sounds perfect. Go on. <laughs> Don't shower shame me. I'm not. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, how lots, about toilets, Michael? Is this a flushing situation, or are yeah, they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, 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 yes. There is bathroom. flushing toilet. Yes. Oh. Yeah, for some people, that's like a design factor, you know? Yeah. This is a gay-owned and operated campsite. There are flushing toilets. <laughs> I don't know I how mean, crunchy they are. They could be like, you know, um, what is compost toilets or whatever, right? <laughs> or is that just New York gays that are granola that way? Um, that's New York gays. I only I, know of porta potties. Yeah, I think that's New York gays. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking. You're talking to me. Yeah, not really. Not really. I'm hearing bougie. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. Well, God. That's. <laughs> see, y'all are making me really regret not being able to go. Shower facilities, flushing toilets, and cabins. Man, mm-hmm. a pool. Light, a pool. I mean, I am not above going and swimming in a pond, girl. I used to swim in Lake Buchanan all the damn time. So, you know, but also, a pool is also lovely. I'll take the pool. I'm not a pond person. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's catered. Ooh. Yeah. So part part of, you know, another thing that was a deciding factor for uh, Circle J Ranch is they do offer catering. Or if you want to, you can do the cooking yourself, have access to a full kitchen. Nice. So. Very cool. Talk about a minute. I you really wanted the, to do that, though. It's true. Probably one of the reasons why Cliff and my mom get along so well. They both like feeding people. <laughs> it's tradition. Mm-hmm. I had you a, look I so remember, skinny. Eat something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I remember uh, an argument that I had on Facebook once about what is Southern hospitality. Because when I had the conversation, I brought up the fact that I said, if Southern hospitality has gay or fag in any part of that conversation, then it's not Southern hospitality. Mm. Southern hospitality is about being open and, and loving and feeding people and caring for others and showing respect, welcoming someone into their home, you know, that kind of thing. Not judgment. And that, they did not like that. But that is true. I mean, that's what we're doing at, at, at Stone and Sing this year is that we get to have it catered and we get to share and connect and enjoy meals without having to, you know, work too damn hard to make it happen. Mm. Sounds better and better and better, y'all. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of meals, it, we will have gluten-free and vegan options. Fancy, fancy. <laughs> hey, you know, some people have dietary restrictions. You know, you gotta, you gotta take care of that for them. I know. I'm just laughing because I'm surrounded by Texans right now. <laughs> just it's, like... true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh. <sighs> you'll, you'll be surrounded by Texans when you're here, Chris, and we'll give you a good Texas welcome. Oh, all right. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. Ooh. That's oh, I'll, my. I'll, bring I'll give you my consent battle. now. <laughs> Full consent given ahead of time. <laughs> Um, woof, sorry, I'm getting a little distracted over here. Chase, get us back on track here, would you? <laughs> Ooh, am I the right one to do that? Um, <laughs> let's see here. Yeah, so talking about, um, I mean, we can always talk about the first zone and staying a little bit and some of the things that went on with that. I know we had, oh gosh, we had some challenges that time, that first time. So I know one of the things that we sort of, one of the things that we sort of encountered with that was this perception that some of the people had at attending that this was essentially going to be just a place for them to hook up. Um, I know we, we had one person in particular who um, rather specifically said that he was not there for all of this uh, woo woo bullshit. He was there to, 
you know, he was there to catch a piece of ass. Mm. Um, so, you know, do you what kind of policies or what kind of, you know, stances are you guys taking with, you know, that sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's been very straightforward on all the advertisements we've been doing and talking about what our focus is and where we're at. And I know that if I started to see that kind of behavior, I might get a little Bertha with it because, <laughs> yeah, that's not, you know, consent's great. If you want to consent for something, that's great. But, you know, that's not what this is. And we've been very clear about that in what we've been talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to the theme and what we're doing. Awesome. So here, not here. a sex, not a not a sex negative event by any means, but oh, no, no. not if, a you know. that that that's not the focus here is not to you know just have sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Um, I know that that is. I know that that was a big challenge we had. We also you know a thing that is always important to remind people of when they're going to events like this is like you said, remember consent, people. And remember that nudity is not consent. Yes. Yeah. Nudity is not consent to touch, and nudity is not consent to have sex with someone. Always, always, always ask before you touch someone. Mm hmm. You know, when you bring this up, Chase, I went over to the website real quick. <clears throat> there are there is a there is a tab on the Stone and Stang website called is rules and guidelines. You know, there's rules of conduct for the gathering. And these are basically just, we just updated them to, you know, reflect <clears throat> the new place and time of year uh, that we will be having this event. Um, and there is a section on, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat and trying not to cough into the microphone. Sexual I found etiquette. it. I found it. Yeah. I see what you're talking you know, about. It you know so it does say, you know, first, no means no. You know, we have there are we all have differing views of sexual acts, sexual intimacy, personal space and attraction. Participants in the event of the, in events of the gathering, bleh. participation in events at the gathering is not consent. Bleh. If I could speak, nor is nudity, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Nudity is not an open invitation to touch. Uh, anyone who has issues understanding this should not attend our weekend. Mm-hmm. Violations of respect and trust will result in immediate expulsion from the weekend and a bar from attending future events. If someone should touch you or address you in a manner you do not like, make the person aware of your feelings in a calm and respectful manner and ask for disliked action to immediately cease. If the action does not cease, inform an organizer or guardian immediately to assist you with the situation. Mm. Excellent. And th- there's yeah. more, so please go check it out when you have a moment, if you're interested in attending. Yes, yes please you know, do um, those things. I like that we took the time to really kind of list out those things, but like, because there's a part in one of these where it talks about sexual etiquette with what you were discussing, Michael. But my favorite part is down at the bottom where it says, treat each other like the gods we are. Be honest with yourself and others. Take time to reflect on your actions before engaging in them. Mm-hmm. Leave bar and bathhouse mentalities at home. Come with yep. respect and love to explore with your brothers and grow spiritually. Like that's There you go. Come on down, perfect. guys. That's our focus. <laughs> perfect, perfect, lovely, and delightful. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really glad that you guys are addressing that so succinctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so I important, it was, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think for – I know for that first stone and saying there were there were certainly the element of, like, 
you know, nudity was acceptable, but only in certain areas of the property that we were on because part of the property faced one of the um, access roads to other houses. Um, I know we actually ended up having to field questions from local law enforcement because someone report from one of the neighboring houses reported that someone was basically running around by the front gate, you know, naked. Mm. Um, and we had to, you know, make sure that that wasn't going to be a problem um but it sounds like the location that you guys are in is going to be a little easier to deal with as far as that goes yeah i don't think that'll be a problem we have a lot of yes like i said i actually went to the site and checked it out and you know i walked it with the owner and he was telling me yeah we have like raves out here and none of the neighbors hear it wow and yeah, he's like, you know, the closest house is he pointed in a direction I could barely see it. And he's like, yeah, but whenever we have parties out here, you know, guys are always naked and, you know, no one sees anything. None of the neighbors see anything, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> or they're at the party. <laughs> and, you know, of course, also- if you're going to go to the entrance, you have to be clothed. You know, that's kind of like you would think that would be common sense, but. Well, I mean, I know that's something that they, I know that I, as I recall, that's something that CMA had to constantly remind people of is you must be clothed beyond this point. So, mm. yeah, that's always a problem. Once the titties come out, they don't want to go back. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Once I've put a sarong on, I don't really want to have to put pants back on until it's time to go home. So I feel that in my bones, but I'm bump. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question for the uh, Texans on the call. Uh, for us pampered New Yorkers flying in, what kind of weather should we be expecting in the – what is this, early May, right? Excellent question. Cliff, <laughs> will you take that? Hopefully we're going to see a lot of, like, warm, sunny day and, like, cool, not, not, not like, cold, but cool night. Mm-hmm. That's what the ideal happens at that time. There may be some rain. That may happen. But, you know, we got places to get out of it if it does. But that should be the kind of weather you're running into because it's going to be a lot like CMA weather, and the train frames are really close. So, But the, it will be warm. There will be times that it gets warm, especially in the heat of the day. And thankfully, we have swimming pools and places to get out of the sun when that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for you pampered New Yorkers and for anybody else who might be around, I'm going to repeat the mantra that was taught to me at CMA. Water, 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 sunblock, 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 shoes, shoes, shoes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, like, oh, that. <laughs> not flip-flops, not sandals, shoes, like sneakers, like boots, shoes. So, you know, I'm going to add this in, and it's not to, you know, scare anybody or, you know, deter anyone from coming, but this is East Texas, uh, rural area there are animals out and about you know this is their space where that we're going to be in so always check your shoes when you if you take your shoes off you know always check them before you put them back on you don't want to come across a brown recluse or a scorpion uh, scorpion. yeah or a scorpion uh there are snakes but you know hopefully before the gathering will the owner will have like mode area so we can walk without you know thinking you're going to come across a snake. Um, and it is very active. Like in the areas where there's a lot of activity, they tend to go away from the activity. So, yes. you know, maybe hiking in the woods, you might have to pay attention. But around the property, like near the houses, it should be okay. Mm-hmm. And if you should happen to see 
a wild boar or a bobcat, you know, always walk in pairs. <laughs> Make lots of noise. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wild boars, when I was doing my tour with the owner, and when we talked about food, he was like, oh, you know, if I happen to, you know, sh- you know, shoot a boar, you know, before y'all come, I'll roast it in my smoker for y'all if you want. I was like, oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, I'm in. Signing up. Yeah, for, I want to roast for, pig for, on a spit with a bunch of queers. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> That conjures a different image than, uh, <laughs> but, but um, um, for those who don't know, wild, you know, feral, feral pigs are an invasive species in Texas. So, you know, people have free reign to shoot and kill them on site. Uh, they are a destructive uh, force in the area and quite, quite a nuisance. So please do not feel bad that we are talking about, you know, killing and eating a wild boar. It's true. Mm, pig. <laughs> Did we have any other good questions that we could dig into? But um, bump. Um, so uh, do 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 talked about nudity policies around that. Sent. Um, oh, accessibility. Yeah. So what sort of um what sort of accessibility does the event have if someone is trying to come? who may have some different accessibility needs. So I, I guess I'll fill that one again since I've been on the site. I will say I don't think it's very, like, wheelchair-friendly. Uh, if you happen to be someone who can use a walker, yes, you'll be able to get around very well. Or uh, there, are, there are longer ways to get to certain areas. Uh, there are shortcuts for various stuff. But, you know, now I think that, you, you know, someone who – is in a wheelchair, you know, as long as you have the right wheels, you can go on, you know, not paved roads. Should be fine. Of course, you know, we won't be ha- we we won't have a lifeguard because at the pool because none of us are lifeguards. You know, swim at your own risk. Um, does that answer the question? I don't, I don't think I don't think I answered it all that well. <laughs> Maybe I did. I'm not sure. Beyond that, I can say that we're going to have several vehicles on site. So if it comes down to, like, we got to do a road trip and head into town for stuff or whatever, we'll have <laughs> those vehicles there as well. Mm. Things volunteer yeah, his now, truck, now, and then I've got mine. Now, now that uh, Cliff did say that, if someone has issues moving around, it is possible to take a vehicle from the house up to any of the other site on the land. It's actually very easy now that I think about it. That actually okay. reminds me of something else I saw on the website while registering. It seemed like uh, y'all were offering shuttle service to the airport. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. totally got a plan in place for that so that we can get brothers uh, and, and people joining us from the airport to the site and then, of course, at the end of the event, getting everyone back. Awesome. Very cool. Much appreciated. Thanks, brothers. <laughs> and, We're trying to make it you know, as easy go, as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going along with that, you know, when we were saying check out the website, there is there is a tab for carpool. Sphinx is actually going to be the one who is organizing the, you know, picking up and dropping off of people at the airport. His information is under that tab where it says carpools. Okay. Excellent. Well, I am sold. I know I registered already, but if I didn't, I would be <laughs> registering right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully others will too. <laughs> that another thing. Uh, there, when Chris was talking about the prices earlier, how you know there's a small difference between prices. Those prices are early bird registration, which mm. ends on March 6th. Early bird pricing ends March 6th, so which is only a couple of weeks away. Mm-mm. So, if you're thinking about 
setting aside the money to do something like this, I think it's going to be worth it because, I mean, I've got a lot going on in my life. I've got a Renaissance Festival coming up that I'm going to be working. I've got a convention I'm going to have to do, two conventions I'm going to have to do around the same time. And I'm specifically setting aside time for this because, I mean, in our world, in the time that we're in right now, this is what we need, this community, this connection. And this will help us because sometimes our world makes us feel very alone Mm. when we're not. Oh, God, yes. I mean, I know, yeah, I mean, I know for me, you know, it was easier for me to get to the first zone and staying because I had a lot of help, but the the money and the trials and tribulations that I had to go through to get there, um, as I was in school at the time, um, totally worth it. Mm. Absolutely. Totally worth it. Even with all of the, even with all of the, the difficulties that we had at the event itself, even, you know, craziness with stuff not working or stuff not being as it was advertised like i wouldn't exchange that time for anything it was amazing and wonderful and by all accounts it sounds like you guys are setting up for a hell of an event we're trying we're trying to keep up what everybody else works so hard to keep going (laughs) Mm -hmm. i just love the fact that it's happening in a central location it's not only ever happening in you know the boonies of california it's going to happen in the boonies of texas which makes my little transplanted (laughs) heart just beat with delight (laughs) well you know it's always been said that it doesn't have to be in california every year but that just happens to be the the brothers who were hosting it that's where they were or the brothers who were willing to put it on that's where they were that's what they knew and you know, this time around, we, us here in Texas, we're like, let's do it. Maybe yeah. other locations where there's lots of brothers will, you know, do the same thing in the future. Hint, I know hint. we've been. I, oh, I no, you, no hint needed. We've actually been talking about that up here. Mm-hmm. I, I can say that that that's Texas brothers because there's just a few of us right now. We're growing, but there's just a few of us. And us Texas brothers, sometimes what Eddie created when he gave us our path. And it would not gave us when he showed us the tools to our path. That's the correct word. Um, he, he gave us that connection that we were missing so much because all of us like bonded and connected to it. So having that and sharing that in Texas here and hosting Stone and Sing, like I'm so excited to be able to do that. And so is Fink. Yay. Awesome. Well, I think that's about all we had, <laughs> my dears. Um, uh, go ahead. Well, no, I was, I was just going to say, uh, Cliff, do you, you know, you did just leave us with some very inspiring words, but do you have anything else last minute you would like to stay, add about the event or whatnot? I mean, we, we kind of covered, like, a lot of different grounds, but there's only so much you can cover in the amount of time we've been given. And you can look at the website, you can see some really pretty words and some nice pictures, but what what it comes down to is I'm really, really excited that I get to – puppy pile with my brother. (laughs) I'm really, really excited to share a meal and to talk about hard questions that we need to talk about. I'm really excited for that. Even with everything else going on in my world, I'm really excited for that. And if you can sense that in my voice, like if you're listening to this and you can say, man, that guy really needs it, then go register because that's what you're going to get from all of us. Well said. Well, Michael, shall we close? I do believe so. Uh, do you, anyone else have anything they'd like to add? I mean, I'm just going to say here, here, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the reports and the 
the uh, news from how the event goes. Like I'm, I'm very excited to hear about it. Hmm. To live vicariously through all of you. I'm here for you if you guys need a reporter. I'll totally be a reporter. I'll wear a hat and everything. <laughs> I have a pencil. It's a big one. Is it tucked behind your ear? That's what you're supposed to do, you know. <laughs> it's I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right. Oh my. Well, if Christy, you have anything you want to add before we go? Not at all. Just that I'm excited, and um, not to be all whatever, but this is another great opportunity for you all to come out and meet two of your co-hosts for Walking on Name Path. So please do come say hi. Um, we're pretty nice in person, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really excited. I mean, especially, obviously, because, you know, the light goddess. Hello. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- yeah, I think I, the I only think thing great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I think the only thing I would add is one question I always get a lot is is this only for brothers of the unnamed path? And mm. I will I will say this gathering is open to we all men who love men in whatever stage or uh whatever part of the spectrum you fall on. Um mm-hmm. so no, it's not just for brother initiates uh you know, we are hosting this for our community. So if you would like to know more about us or if you just want to connect with us and, you know, maybe get a little bit of extra wisdom and some uh, quality time with, you know, other queer pagans, come join us. Uh, other queer pagans who are on a path focused through our love, focused through our connection. That's mm. hard to get. True business. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So if you're interested in attending Stern and Stang, please check out the website, sternandstang.com. Uh, there's all the information about the event. Oh, oh, my God. We we did not say, like, pricing. Pricing for the Better get on it, girl. <laughs> so, uh, you know, going back to early bird registration, early bird special is 250 for uh, outdoor camping, and early bird special for the bunk bed is 275 Um and after March 6th, it goes up to 275 for outdoor camping and 325 for the bunk beds. So. so if they do this right now, it's only $25 to get a bed. Hmm. I'm starting yeah, to wonder why I don't yeah, get a bed. It's a great deal. It was not a and big jump regist- at all. Yeah. And registration does close April 10th. So <sighs> should have said all this at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That just means they have to listen to us talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So dot com well, for all ready. information. Yes. Yeah. Sternandstang dot com for all the information uh, for the video of the site and yeah. Hopefully, people will join us. Yay! It awesome. will be a success. It will be fabulous. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, in which case, we'll, since we're coming up on the close of our show, we would like to thank everybody who is listening right now, and we hope that you'll continue to walk this path with us. Please leave a rating or comment and let us know how you liked this episode or our show in general. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at walkingtheunnamedpath at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at walking underscore the U-P. And, of course, on Facebook at facebook.com slash walkingtheunnamedpath. Um, Cliffy, if anybody would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way for people to do so? You can find me on Facebook or you can email me at allabouttales at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you. 
Well, blessings, and we will see you all next time. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Give, uh, <laughs> give, your boys, give your boys lots of love for me, Cliffy. Will do. Yeah. Love being here, guys. Thank you for coming. Love you Bye. all. Later. <laughs>